What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedat40.com and shreddedat40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked at the 40 podcast. Today we're going to talk about should you abstain from eating your favorite treats that you don't seem to have any control over. The second you take a bite out of that food, the floodgates open and you just can't stop yourself. You end up binging on those foods. Or should you learn to eat those foods in moderation? Today's topic comes from a conversation that I had recently with one of my coaching clients, Aaron Sanchez. He's been on uh, the Jack Death 40 podcast a few times in the past, sharing some great insights into his journey. And he shared an article with me from Brianna Thoreau. I hope I'm saying her last name uh, correct, Brianna. Uh, the article is called Moderation is a Flawed Concept. And after reading that article, uh, Aaron asked me, he's like, what do you think, man? Like, this article describes me to a T. Should I abstain from eating these favorite treats? Like I'm trying to eat them in moderation, but it's just not working right now. And really it opened up a great dialogue and I gotta admit there was some biases uh, initially on, on my part. And I will not necessarily say it triggered me, but there was a lot of passion in my uh, presenting my case to him. And we'll get into that in a moment, but uh, it really caused a lot of reflection because I have had similar conversations with another client, Mario, who has been on this podcast a few times as well, shredded after 50, 53 years young, and in absolutely phenomenal shape. And in the last podcast we had together, uh, Mario mentioned that he's an abstainer. He does better abstaining from a lot of the cheat meals, cheap foods, junk food, whatever you want to label it, um, he is much better off abstaining from that than trying to eat them in moderation. Now, this totally sets a segment of the fitness industry off. You think I get passionate about some of this stuff? Um, and, and if Aaron thinks I get passionate about <laughs> but that initial conversation we had there, they, there is a segment of the industry that just loses their mind on this. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. There's this the segment of, I, I'd say it's like kind of the evidence-based community that really preaches a lot of flexible dieting. I'm a, I'm a flexible dieter as well. Um, but basically, when they hear Aaron bring up abstaining and Mario talking about abstaining, they're like, that's absurd, absurd, that's disordered eating. And they're like, it's just fucking boring is what you hear a lot of them say. And they just, they're basically very condescending towards this approach to dieting. Yet, if you listen to the last podcast that I did with Mario there, especially if you watch the video, you see and hear how much he enjoys abstaining from those foods like it he's thriving from it like abstaining from those foods is what allows him to live his best life and he doesn't miss those foods at all he just really enjoys eating whole natural nutrient rich foods and we've had a great discussion on that in the past podcast so i think it's a very good compliment to today's topic uh, as well so i'll link to that down below i'm also going to link to brianna's article down below i think I highly, I don't think, I highly recommend everyone give this a read. It is a very detailed article. It is long. It's about a 40 minute read, but I highly recommend you read through it. It's going to be very eye-opening. I'll be very curious to hear if it resonates with you because it certainly resonates with me. Even though like initially when I was having that conversation with Aaron, I was very passionate about it. I definitely had some of my own personal biases as a flexible dieter because like I am someone who 
used to not be like I lost control over certain foods, certain meals. Like I really, it's a big reason why I gained 50 pounds of fat in my mid to late twenties and really struggled to lose that weight up until I was 36 years old. A big reason was because I just, once I started having, like if I, tried to have one cookie, the whole box was gone. If I had a bowl of ice cream, the whole bowl of ice cream is gone. If I had a bowl of cereal, that whole bowl of cereal was gonna be gone. Like I just couldn't control it and always tell myself, all right, I'll be good again tomorrow, I'll start the diet over again tomorrow and just that vicious cycle um, just ran itself over and over and over again. And very much like what Brianna says in this article, like a lot of times when, even when you're trying to learn to eat in moderation, you're a flexible diet, you learn like, okay, you can incorporate your favorite treats into your diet as long as it fits your calorie target. Um, it doesn't have to be for the day, but for the week. So let's say you have a cheat day where you allow yourself to eat in a thousand calorie surplus, 1500 calorie surplus, 2000 calorie surplus, um, but then the rest of the week, you have to really deprive yourself. And some people will view that as disordered eating as well. So although the, the, the evidence-based flexible dieting community will see like, totally abstaining from all these treats is disordered eating. There's a segment of the community who think it's disordered eating to have a cheat day and then deprive yourself for the rest of the week and really restrict your calories for the rest of the week. Um, and any approach to like some people think, well, eating in moderation is disordered eating the way the way we structure it as well too. There's, there's all, it's everyone's got their own perspectives, their own point of views. And, and I did have some of my biases attached to this because I was someone who couldn't control himself, yet I did learn to eat in moderation and flexible dieting definitely helped me with that. Like just the thought that, all right, I'm having this treat right now. I don't have to stuff myself silly with this right now and, and pig out like it's like I'm not going to be able to have it again because I can have this treat tomorrow as well if I want to. The thing is with that approach is that some of these favorite treats are very high in calories. You saw in the last Jack at the 40 vlog uh, where I share my full day of eating and everything, I had Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Now that pint of ice cream is 1200 calories and that means that, I mean, sure, I, it actually I hit my calorie target for the day, um, but it means that it takes away from 1200 calories that could have definitely made me feel better overall, more nutrient rich, providing me with micronutrients and the macronutrients that are going to allow me to live my best life, feel my best, perform my best. Now, I didn't feel stuffed or gluttonous or anything like that from, from that particular meal, but definitely 1200 calories, although that pint of ice cream was pretty filling and satisfying, like I could have had two really good meals, like nutrient rich meals that would have been super high volume foods that definitely would have made me feel better. So there's always a trade off kind of like foods that are going to satisfy your taste buds as compared to like foods that are going to satisfy your body's requirement for micronutrients, macronutrients, and um, just allowing you to, to perform your best. So when Aaron shared this article with me, I was like, dude, like, I did become passionate because I am someone who, who was a binger, who couldn't control, who had a difficult time eating in moderation, and I learned to eat this way. I learned to listen to my body. The big thing for me, as I've talked about a lot on uh, this Jack That's 40 channel here, is that I just got to the point, like every time I was overeating, 
I was feeling gluttonous. Like at the end of the, after the, the episode, I'd feel stuffed, like way overstuffed, so uncomfortable. Um, I did have acid reflux, which was definitely impacting me at night. Like when I'm sleeping and I'm choking on my own vomit, like that is not a good feeling at all. Like that really freaking sucks. And so it interrupt my sleep. Uh, I'd have a crappy sleep. My performance in the gym would be terrible the next day. And like, okay, like enough is enough. It's just not worth it. So I started having a greater sense of awareness, a heightened sense of awareness while I was eating and really learning that I, I can't allow myself to get to that point anymore. But I was still allowing myself to have these favorite foods, but really being aware and really learning to have some sort of portion control there. Really learn how to even control my calories throughout the day in order to kind of accommodate for for those meals, for those foods, so I wouldn't experience those episodes ever again. And that was a common occurrence for me for years, for years and years and years. I suffered from it, especially when I went out uh, every Friday night with the guys and just surrounded by so many of my different uh, favorite treats there, especially chips and uh, nuts and uh, pepperoni sticks and just so many goodies that I just, it's all there in front of me. I could not control myself at all. So I'd plan for that. I'm like, all right, I'm every Friday night I'm out with the guys. I can't, like when I'm there, I just have, I can't abstain. I just can't control myself. I've got to eat it. So I'm going to plan for it. I'm going to eat light throughout the week. Uh, really reduce my calories throughout the week to plan for those those big cheat meals, those big cheat days. Um, so I was able to kind of work it into my calorie targets for the week, still achieve my fat loss goals, but it meant six days of pretty restrictive deprivation there. And it also meant that that night I was going to feel like crap. So it was like really started realizing to myself that it just isn't worth it to eat in that excess. Like it may seem like I'm rewarding myself and, and rewarding my taste buds, but really it's only the first little bit that I'm having that is actually enjoyable. And anything after that, I'm not tasting as much. I'm not getting as much satisfaction out of it. And anything after that ends up just making me feel like absolute shit. So it was a lot of awareness went into this and it took time. Like this was not something that happened overnight. So that's where I'm like, I'm reading this article and reading that we may be better just abstaining altogether. And I'm like, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that for a lot of people and maybe I could be better off like that, but it took time, it took awareness, it took a lot of listening to my body. I'm kind of glad I put that time and effort into learning how to eat in moderation because now I have such a better relationship with food. But here's the thing, like that's my experience. And this was a big thing. I think I reread the article a second time. Like after after talking with Aaron and, and being so passionate about it, I'm like, dude, you can't don't give up your favorite foods. Like this is all part of our living experience and everything. And you can work it into to, to your calories. It's gonna take practice. And so as I was sharing, I was kind of instilling my beliefs, my experiences on him rather than just listening and hearing him out and thinking like, you know what? Abstaining might be best for you. It's working really, really freaking well for, for Mario and he is ecstatic with his life. It's not, um, not, detracting, not taking away from anything in his life. So maybe it could be a good fit for you. So I really had to set my biases aside, reread the article from a fresh perspective, an open mind perspective, 
And I gotta tell you, like the second time reading through, even though it's a 40 minute freaking read, um, again, more aha moments, more light bulb moments, more really realizing it, abstaining from some of our treats. It doesn't mean like all treats. It's just, it's the treats that you just can't control yourself over are the ones that, that, that you should kind of avoid is, is what Brianna is, um, is recommending there. And I can definitely see that. What I really like about this article is that Brianna has an open mind and she's not saying that abstaining is for everyone. So that's unlike the segment of the industries, like really condescending towards abstainers. Like she's not condescending towards moderators. Like she realizes that a lot of people are going to do really well moderating food. Some people, are just not going to be good at moderating food and they're much better off at being abstainers. She's an abstainer herself, so she's sharing a lot of her learning experiences as well as some of what her, her clients have experienced. And she just gives lots of research and evidence to back up so many of her points. But I still, like, even though like I'm reading through it and it's still, it's really tough to kind of put my own biases and my own experiences aside because there's a lot of times like reading through it, I'm like, but like, I know like for myself personally, there are certain foods that I just, I know I cannot control myself over. If you look at like Christmas time, those no bake cookies, mud pies, cuckoo cookies, some people call them. Uh, it's like oats and some people put some coconut in there and the uh, cocoa powder and sugar and butter. like. I will make a batch of those and I'm basically eat that entire batch that day. Or I'll try to like give some off to my kids, send them home with them. Like, guys, you gotta take these away from me. Like, every weekend leading up to Christmas, uh, this past holiday season, there's like four or five weeks in a row I was making those and I would give half away and then I would just eat the other half. Like I couldn't, I'd tell myself, I'm just gonna have three. Once I get that taste in my mouth, I just, it's four, it's five, it's six. That's why this article really resonated with me and it's probably why it really resonated with Aaron as well. It's like, that fits me to a T. Like those kind of episodes, I think it happens to a lot of us with certain foods. And, and for me, I think this is where I got really passionate with Aaron. I'm like, dude, like, yeah, I lose control over those, but those are like my favorite freaking cookies in the world. I can't give those up. Like I'm. I can't deprive myself of those cookies for the rest of my life and I get somewhat triggered with that because there's no freaking way I'm gonna give those up. I just gotta learn for myself, all right? It's only a few weeks out of the year. Uh, maybe I gotta do a better job of giving more away or making a smaller batch when I'm, I'm baking them so it's a little bit easier for me to control. So I'm like, for me, I'm like, okay, that's the way I've got to practice moderation is just to not have them in sight. At least I'm in control of how many I'm baking and uh, that will mean, all right, chances are I'm going to eat them all today. They're not going to be any left tomorrow. So I'm going to eat them all today. So I'm going to make sure I only bake enough for right now, knowing that I probably won't make any more for, for another week there. Uh, the other thing is M&Ms. This kind of ties into what is talking about earlier. Um, I love, I've been like hooked on the peanut butter M&Ms lately. And it seems like every Friday night or so, um, sometimes maybe every other Friday night, I'll go grab a bag of M&Ms. I think it's a 200 gram bag and eating that entire bag, I think it's about 1200 calories as well. Once I start eating one of those peanut butter M&Ms, I know for sure I'm eating that entire bag that that moment. I, I, it's not it's not gonna last until tomorrow. I've never been able to save that bag for tomorrow. Um, so I know 1200 calories are going down. Now again, it's not 
I, I know I'm not gonna be able to control myself, but at least it's limited to that 1200 calories. I don't eat that 1200 calories and then think to myself, I gotta hurry up and go back to the store and eat some more. Because here's the thing with those M&Ms, it's like the first half of the bag, I really enjoy. The second half of that bag, I'm just eating it because I just can't stop myself. I can't control myself. I'm not enjoying it and it's actually, um, not, I'm actually not liking it as much. Not only do I not, does it not taste as good as it did initially, it's almost like too sugary at that point. Um, my stomach starts to feel upset at that point. So I'm eating to the point of, even if I'm not feeling overstuffed, it's all that sugar and stuff in my insides that it just makes me feel really uncomfortable. Almost like a sugar overload and everything. This is something that Brianna mentions in the article, I mean, these are foods that are not doing me any service. They're not doing me any benefit, um, especially when I'm eating beyond that point. They're actually doing more harm than giving me any kind of joy from that experience. So that may be a food that I should just abstain from, even though I do really enjoy them. To me personally, like abstaining from those, it's not the end of the world. Those no-bake cookies, there's no freaking way I'm abstaining from them. I, I've got to have those cookies. That's that's Christmas for me. That is tradition for me, and I just freaking love them. Um, another option for me would be just buy a freaking 100-gram bag instead of the 200-gram bag. Uh, that was my intention the last time I went to the store, last Friday, and I got there, and it happened to be the bag larger, I think it was 400 grams, uh, was on sale. I bought that bag instead. Same thing ate the whole freaking thing. So for me, it's it's the quantity that is in front of me. Uh, it's the same thing with chips. Miss Vicky's chips, my favorite, and bag of chips really. I love their certain like sweet chili Doritos. I freaking love those. Um, once I start having some, I know that entire bag is gone. But again, I can plan for those calories. If I know I just have that one bag in front of me, I'm gonna eat that bag, that's it for the day. It's usually once a week. It's not crazy excessive calories that I'm gonna to have to make up for it in an extreme deficit the rest of the week. It's actually, I can, I can easily plan in that whole bag of chips into my daily calories for that day, hit maintenance, and, and be fine. It just means that I'm gonna be lacking some nutrients from that day, and I'm cool with that, because uh, I do enjoy those chips. Now, uh, again, so those are foods that I can't really control myself. I can't eat Miss Vicky's chips in moderation. That whole bag is going to be gone. Now, if I was with someone and we split that bag, I'm cool with that. It's just as soon as that quantity is gone, it's gone. It's just that whatever quantity is in front of me, I'm going to eat that whole freaking quantity. So um, that's where I'm like, okay, like, do I need to abstain completely from eating Miss Vicky's chips? Because I know like once I have a handful, if once I have one, I know that whole bag is gone. I don't think I have to necessarily abstain from that because I know it's only going to happen typically once a week. It's just one bag. It's still can fit my calories for the day. It's not going to set me back. Um, and I'm not going to be beating myself up over it. So, um, and lots of things. So there's with all of these approaches, they can all be, I guess, considered disordered eating and see why some people would assume it's disordered eating or, or have that kind of feeling towards it because if you, if you do think about me, pigging out like crazy and then really depriving yourself afterwards, it's almost kind of like that 
binge purge mentality. I mean, I followed a diet plan where that was the whole purpose was to pig out as much as you freaking could. And the next day you weren't going to eat at all. 24 hours to 36 hours, no food. To me, that was like, yeah, it worked. I was able to hit my fat loss goals for the week. But what a disordered way of eating is what I thought towards the end. Like it just, it created some unhealthy habits towards me. Um, and you can also see where some people who are abstainers could also be considered disordered eating if they take it to that level where they're like paranoid of being around any treats or they avoid social situations, they avoid their friends and um, it, it just, it can, it can turn into a very unhealthy behavior if done so in an improper way. But when you talk to like someone like my client Mario, who's like, it doesn't face him at all to avoid that stuff. He just, he would much rather have his whole natural nutrient rich foods. That he just, he's craving. I crave whole natural nutrient rich foods most of the time. And as I've mentioned a lot lately, um, that January mini cut that I went through, I went in with the intention of if I wanted to have one of my favorite treats, I was going to have it. As it was going, I just, I mean, for me, for the most part, I love whole natural nutrient rich foods. And it's what I consume most of the time. When I want to have a treat, I'm going to have a treat. So I started off first week. I'm like, I really didn't want a treat. And then each passing day, it became less and less of a desire. So, and again, I think this is a lot of what Brianna mentions in talks about throughout this article is that it's going to be tough for some people at first to abstain from some of their favorite foods, but it does get easier. For this 28 day mini cut, each passing day, it got easier and easier for me to avoid. I wasn't even avoiding, I just wasn't having a desire. I had less and less of a desire for any of my favorite treats as time went on, and I had a greater and greater desire for the whole natural nutrient rich foods, mainly because I felt freaking phenomenal. Consuming nothing but whole natural nutrient rich foods just fueled me with energy. I was, my performance was through the roof. I was in a deficit. I was consuming 2,000 to 2,100 calories each and every day. That was the other beauty part of all of this is that I was able to keep my calories consistent throughout the entire thing. There were no ups and downs. There were no making up for reefy days and cheat days. My energy was sustained throughout the entire period. So I didn't have any low days uh, to make up for any high calorie days. Um, so I didn't have any low days where I'd be feeling a little bit more fatigued, a little bit more tired, a little less energy in my system. I just consistent energy throughout, but also really making sure that I was getting quality, like micronutrients, macronutrients throughout the entire process. And I really started craving more and more of those whole natural nutrient rich foods. Like here I was in a deficit feeling better than I often do when I'm in a at maintenance or a surplus just because of the quality of foods that I was consuming. So there is so much to say for that. And this article really has me thinking a lot about, like, I really love this flexible dieting lifestyle. I love going out and having treats, but I gotta tell you, I feel way, way better when the majority of my diet is whole natural nutrient rich foods. And I've talked about this in the past. Like I used to be like kind of 80% whole natural nutrient rich foods, 20% my favorite treats and, and I guess junk food, cheat meals, treat foods, uh, all that stuff. Then it shifted to 90% 10% treats. Then 95% whole natural nutrient rich foods, 5% treats. And that seems to suit me best. And I got to tell like, I really felt good when I was 100% treats. So 
Um, I think it's it's a lot of time is really paying attention to what serves you best. And I really love that Brianna really reinforce, reinforces this throughout that you really need to think for yourself. You really have to have a heightened sense of awareness, just like I was talking about when it comes to moderation. So do like honor your body, honor your core values, honor your beliefs, honor your goals and do what's going to serve you best. That is the bottom line out of all of this. So whether you are an abstainer or a moderator, block out the freaking noise that is out there in this industry because you're going to hear people is like 100% pro abstainers and people who are 100% pro moderators and it's all about the flexible dieting and you got to make sure that people aren't instilling their beliefs upon you. You've got to do what serves you best personally. As I've talked about in a recent um, video here, you really got to think for yourself. Take into consideration all the dialogue that's out there, but do the experiment for yourself and listen to your body with a heightened sense of awareness. So it would be a great experiment for you to see if you can, like what is best for you, being an abstainer or can you learn to be a moderator. It's tough, there's still a big part of me is like, I think a lot of us can learn to be, to eat in moderation. It takes time. Like it has taken me years and years and years to get to this point. Like how I am eating in moderation right now is light years better than it was a year ago. Way better than two years ago. I mean, just ridiculously better than three, four, five years ago. Like, it just keeps getting better and better. It all comes from my heightened sense of awareness, listening to my body, and doing what is going to serve my body best in this moment. Like, I know eating in excess, even if it's my favorite treat, is not going to serve me well. I'm going to feel like crap. And that pain of feeling stuffed, feeling bloated, having that acid reflux is enough of me to scare me away from eating in excess. So I gotta make sure the quantity of food that I have in front of me available to eat is in the right portion size for myself. Because like I said, if I have if I have five bags of Miss Vicky's chips in front of me, I'm gonna eat them all. If I have a giant tub of ice cream, I'm probably gonna eat it all. So there's certain foods, same thing, the giant bag of the M&Ms, I'm gonna eat that whole freaking thing. So I gotta make sure I have the portions in the right uh, the right sizes to suit me in this moment to serve me best. So if I'm in a situation where there's just so many options, very tough to control. It's also very tough to abstain, but the more you abstain from those foods, the easier it's going to get to abstain from those foods. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to these podcasts, do him a favor and share it with him. More than anything, I would love to hear from you down in the comment section below. Does this resonate with you? Are you, do you think you're better off being an abstainer? Do you struggle with moderation? I wanna hear all about your experiences. So please take a moment to drop a comment down below. And I highly recommend you read that article from Brianna. Again, that is linked down below. And before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. See you in the next podcast.